Welcome to Why Not Us Podcast. It's your host, Ken J. And today in the building, it's her release day. When I say it's her release day, she's taking her power back. I have money, baby, in the building today. How are you feeling mentally? Hey, I am good. I am good. Ready to talk about my story, get it out there so I can help somebody else that's going through at this current moment. Just excited. A little nervous at the same time, but we're going to get through it, y'all. Hey, you already know. So let the people know what it is. Let the people okay. know. Gotcha. My name is Tamonica. A lot of people know me as Randy's little sister, but I go by money, baby. Um, I have one of three, three children. I am the middle baby. And just a little introduction, like background story on me, because a lot of people, they may heard of me, they may know me, but some people don't know me. So um, growing up, I really did. I had I, I had it made like I didn't have to want for anything, like anything that I wanted. Like my parents, they made sure I got the type thing. And as I got older, it kind of went with me, like how they raised me. It, it came off on me, too. So certain things that didn't happen in my life, like. I'm not proud of certain things that happened in my life that I am proud of, but in the end, it's a learning process. So like whatever you go through, don't let nobody tell you like, Oh, you stupid for this. And you stupid for that. Like everybody go through stuff just in their different way. A lot of people know how to hide it. So good. You will never know that they're going through anything. Like, and I tried to be one of those people, but it didn't work to a certain extent, but, um, yeah, as y'all can tell, I'm a little nervous, so I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and I'm, I want to start off by playing two of my songs for you guys. Um, I'm going to be talking about my story with domestic violence. I was in a domestic violence relationship for three years, and I'm going on eight years free from it coming up in September, so it is really a release for me. Like, y'all will understand once I finish. I'm just a little nervous, y'all, but okay. <laughs> it happens. <It's> okay. <laughs> It happens. So the first song I want to play for you guys, and these are true stories. Like when I was going through the domestic violence relationship, like I found music to be my therapy. Like, and I would get in a room and I would like, sometimes I would have a notepad, but it got to the point where I didn't need a notepad to release my feelings. All I needed was the right beat and I can get it. Like, so the first song is called Could Have Had It All. And it's, it's everything is for real. Like, no lies whatsoever. So here it is. Can y'all hear that? Yeah, I hear it. It's cool. Okay, okay. It's good. And I can't sing, you guys. We could have had it all. We could have had it all. Let it out. Come on. Yeah. We could have had it all. We could have had it all, but you went and fucked it up. This bitch, that bitch, got me like the fuck. Did I ever do to you to make you go and do this? I still held you down even after the hitting bullshit. But I, I admit it, that nigga taught me lessons though. Never let a nigga disrespect you, man, that shit for sure. And one more thing, bitch, it's the money. Now go on and get that money. Good, good, go on and get that money. All up in my ear like, money, what you doing? Money, leave that boy, cause that boy, he ain't no good. The look up in my eyes. I like, hey, that's my nigga though. Ain't no doubt about it. Hell yeah, you know I love you. 
We could have had it all. Hey, we could have had it all. Mm. Then got hit with a bottle. Went to work with no problems. Ain't nothing coming in the way of them fucking dollars. Getting hit out the blue. Like, nigga, what I do? Man, I thought this shit was through. Cause this shit right here ain't cool. Damn, money, what the fuck is you gonna do? You gonna still have your faith or you gonna call this shit truth? I know that you're tired, you're tired of going through. Ain't never thought that this was the shit you would go through. But you did and you made it out. Praises to the man above for bringing me out. And anything that I did you thought was wrong, I'm sorry, yo. And I really mean it from the heart. I'm sorry, yo. All I ever wanted was love and affection. Honesty and loyalty and can't forget respecting. And anything that you wanted, you know that you got. But it's some things I'm still questioning, no doubt about it. But we could have had it all. Hey, we could have had it all. We could have had it all. Hey, we could have had it all. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I felt, yes. I felt that. Like I felt yes. that. I felt all of that. I felt the emotions. I just felt it. That's that's powerful yes. in itself. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that was my goal, like especially with these two songs. My goal was to have people actually sit there and they could close their eyes and actually see what I'm talking about. And this next song, I it's I remixed the Eve Love Is Blind. Everybody should know that song. Everybody should know what happened in the video and stuff like that. Like that song was my number one song. Like it meant so much to me. I had to tell my story. And this particular song, it's no hook. Like I just wanted to tell my story through the song and it worked the way I wanted it to. A lot of people was like, you should have put a hook on. I was like, nah, I want it to be kind of like a spoken word type thing where you could just sit there and picture what I'm saying. So I'm about to play that for you guys, and then I'm going to get into it, get into it. This is a remix to Eve, Love is Blind. This is a true story. Just sit back and vibe with me, please. Man, I used to love you, now I hate you Sitting here thinking about the shit that you put me through All I ever wanted was your love in return And all I ever got was hurt, lessons learned Man, I loved you more than I loved myself Did anything for you when you still couldn't tell Used to think that I was out cheating But all I ever did was work, come home and see you uh, It was the same old shit, just a different day Constantly wondering in my head, am I gonna get hit today? Remember running through the woods with no fucking shoes on Mad cause a bitch complimented what the fuck I had on Shit that was crazy when my dreams turned reality Opened up my eyes and that nigga really hit me Now when I close my eyes I pray that I don't have a dream And I pray to God that the angels always surround me Daddy always said I just want my daughter back and even though I heard her man I kept on going back time and time again thinking things was gonna change and time and time again things keep getting worse thinking to myself man I gotta get focused get my mind right I gotta leave this joker tired of getting hit and tired of getting used tired of going through the pain I've been going through getting put in handcuffs for some shit I didn't do nigga lied and said I stabbed him and that shit wasn't true the struggle was real I couldn't take it no more the last time that nigga hit me when I came through 
through the front door. Couldn't get two words out before this nigga fast out. Taking shots up to the head, I'm yelling, trying to duck him. Nigga pulled a knife and said he stabbed me in my leg. Made me look into his eyes and man, this is what he said. Next time you hurt me, man, I swear to God you dead. Next time you hurt me, man, I swear to God you dead. Thoughts running through my head, I gotta get up out of here. Cops pulling up, oh yeah, now I gotta feel. They asked me what was wrong, man, I gotta get up out of here. They seen the marks upon my body, shirt all out of place. Nigga said I loved you when they put him in the back seat. All I wanna do is hurt this nigga like he hurt me. Yes, yes, Ooh. yes, yes. Yes. Yo, you are a powerful entity. I just want you to say, I just wanna... I just want to say that, like, that's a lot. Yes, yes, yes. And that 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 little bit in that song doesn't even amount up to the amount of stuff that I dealt with in that particular situation. Like, it was a whole lot. All relationships are not perfect. I understand in the beginning things was good. It started getting rocky and stuff like that. But it got to a point where he didn't have to be on drugs or alcohol to hit me. And everybody know be saying, like, after the first incident, you should have left. Like, I understand that. But when you love somebody, you're young and everything like that. Stuff happens. It happens. And, like, the very first incident, like, it was a shocker to me. Like, I was late getting to him. He didn't believe that I, I had to use the bathroom. I ain't even gonna lie. It was because it was because I had to do the number two that made me late. And because I got there late, the first thing he did when he seen me, he punched me. And I was in so much shock, like I didn't know what was going on. So I'm yelling and everything like that. He's still hitting me and stuff like that. I find a way to get out of the car. I run into my friend's house. I hear him coming through the window. So I'm like, oh shit, let me get up out of here. So I ran out the front door. I got back into the car in amount of time for me to lock the doors. And he was on the hood of the car, hanging on. In my head, all I see is red. I see red. So I'm driving, trying to get him off the top of the vehicle. And when I made a turn, that's when he got off the vehicle. I ain't gonna lie. I went straight to the top store, got me a pack of cigarettes. And I had to smoke me a cigarette, commoners. I went right up the street to um my best friend Kiki house. And when I pulled up there, Samaj had seen me, long live Samaj, my brother slash cousin, long live Samaj. He seen me and was like, money, what's going on with you? Money, what's wrong? Where your brother at? Where your brother at? Something ain't right, something ain't right. So he followed me from the top store to where I was going to Kiki house or whatever. And he made sure that I was good. Like he made sure I called my brother, let my brother know what was going on. Like he was ready. Like, nah, what is, where, where he at? Where he at? We about to do something now because nah, he not about to be putting his hands on you. This, that, that. I'm like, y'all, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to call my brother and call my brother. My brother going to handle it. My brother going to handle it. So I called my brother and my brother's like, so what you want me to do? I was like, I want you to take care of it because like it wasn't supposed to happen to me. So yes, my brother came down and he fought him or whatever. Like, knocked him out type thing. He did what a brother was supposed to do. My brother is my biggest protector other than my daddy and God. But my brother, like, he don't know how much I love him. I love him so dearly. Like, it's nothing my brother would do for me. So over time, they was like, oh, you need to get a restraining order. Me personally, I do not believe in restraining orders. I feel like restraining orders are just a piece of paper. Yeah, it may help out in court. But me personally, restraining orders are just a piece of paper. Because if he really wanted to get you, He's going to get you paper or no paper. It's just going to help you out in court. So I I didn't do it. And plus, I was still in love. Like, OK, it happened one time. I'm forgiven. Maybe it's not going to happen again. So me being me, I go back to the situa situation. Excuse me. 
go back to the situation or whatever, and things starting to get back good, then it's starting to get rocky. At the time, I did not know anything about the cocaine. I just knew he smoked weed, drank a little bit, but the cocaine, I had no idea about that until it got to a point where it's like, damn, why you need $20 here, $40 here? Like, what's going on? You always need this, that, and the third. So, um... I feel like he was really big on like he was he was a jealous person. I can't say that because of the simple fact like it got to the point where he used to think that I was talking to his cousins or his friends and stuff like that of that nature. And anytime he felt like I was doing something sneaky, I would get hit. Anytime he felt something wasn't right, he would change change up on me type thing. Like and it got to the point where it's just like, bro, like what is going on here? Like I don't do anything. Like I literally I was on like a a time schedule like I had X amount of time to get from home to work I had X amount of time to get from work to where he was I had X amount of time to do everything and anytime that I was late anything like that oh you getting hit you never know I never knew if I was gonna get hit or not like and going through domestic violence me personally I feel as though like everybody knows oh you shouldn't be going through this but because I'm going through it, I don't need people constantly telling me, oh, you stupid for allowing this to happen, this, that, and the third. That's not the advice that I need. I need that constant motivate. Okay, I understand you still want to deal with this situation, but this is what you need to do type thing. Don't constantly call me stupid, dumb, and all that other stuff because I'm going through what I'm going through because you don't know what it is that's keeping me there. You don't know if I'm scared to stay here, scared to leave. You don't know what's really going on other than what you hear and what you see. So it's just it, that part right there, it kind of brought me down because of the simple fact like, I'm like, dang, I need people that's actually going to like lift me up in this time, not you bringing me down with your negative words. I need uplifting words to help me get out of this situation, not you trying to tell me what to do and everything like this. Oh, you stupid. Like, OK, I might be stupid at this point in time, but best believe I'm going to learn something from the situation type thing. Like, don't constantly bring me down. Like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. But it's just like. And when I was going through it at work and stuff like that, I couldn't really like deal, interact with any males. Like when we go out somewhere, either I would have to turn my head or I would have to look down at the ground. And I'm pretty sure people that know me know me. They would see me walking sometimes and like they would see me walking with my head down or giving little to none of eye contact type thing. Like because I didn't know if I was going to get hit if I looked or hit if they spoke like got friends from school that know me, they walk by speaking and stuff. I was scared to speak back because I didn't want to get hit or anything like that. Like it was times where I would get off work and go meet up with him or whatever. And he's at a friend's house, like friend's house. I literally drove down the road. He came to the door and he smacked me right in front of his friends. His friends just sitting there laughing. All that. I told y'all, I told y'all what I was going to do. And that's exactly what he said. Like, so you mean to tell me you knew you was going to do this before I even came down here? Like, why why like i didn't do anything wrong like it was just so much going through that relationship and it got to the point where like i would get paid sometimes and he would take take my wallet whatever money that i had in my wallet that was gone i had got down to nothing but change like sitting here like dad i don't get paid to such and such, such like i literally had nothing but change in my in my wallet sitting here trying to figure out who hair i'm gonna do to get like 20 40 dollars just to make me go over because i didn't want my parents to know what I was going through. They made a had they had a feeling, 
that I was still going through the situation, but I didn't want them to know what all was happening because I'm like, my parents already worry enough about me. So I don't want to add this to it. And now they constantly on edge, where am I at type thing. Like I wanted something to keep to myself, but at the same time, it was something that I needed to let out too. But it was just like, bro, like what is going on here? Like I didn't got many roads. Y'all know Franklin County is small. Like yes. it is small yes. and I can be not over like I'm gonna say like 80% of Lewisburg Franklin County itself depending on which way I'm going on those particular roads I've had a memory right there where I done got hit or something like that of that nature like driving down the road and he taking the sternum wheel jerking it and stuff like that not knowing if I'm gonna run off the road you got oncoming traffic coming and stuff like that like driving by his cousin house that he thought I was messing with and stuff like that and because it triggered something on him I'm getting hit on this on the right side of my face. Like I done got hit so many times on the right side of my face, like where it got to the point where certain times where I would blink my eye, I would see like a white flash. And sometimes to this day, it still happened. Like seven years later, it still happens sometimes. Like that's why I'm like a lot of people like they be like, oh, you still holding on to that? Even though it's been seven going on eight years, the amount of shit that I went through, excuse me for cussing y'all, y'all know I'm a cusser, but the amount of shit that I done went through with that particular situation. Say what you want to say. Say what yeah. you want to say. Do not apologize. Do not apologize for nothing. Say what you want to say. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. A lot of a lot of shit, like, I done been through it. It still holds on to me. Like, I can go down there to Franklin County today and go down certain roads and I'd be like, Lord have mercy. My body just started getting tense and stuff like that. But as of today, that will no longer happen because I am taking my power back. No longer will I let the past situations hinder me from certain situations that I want to go through in my life today. Like, worried about if I'm going to see this man, how is he going to act? If I see him now, years later type thing, like... I done got soda drinks poured on top of my head in front of little kids. That's how that's how bad stuff was. Like I done got keys thrown at my face and got a permanent scar on the side of my eye right now. I done got hit with the ENJ bottle sitting in the driver's seat and he's in the passenger seat. He had just got to fighting with his brother, left his grandma's house. Next thing you know, the police is behind me. I'm like, hey, you need to do something with that bottle. He was like, okay. And he was like, I'm sorry. And when I looked at him, before I could even get um, sorry for what out, all I said was sorry for. As soon as I looked at him, he threw the bottle. And I had to stop the car. I got out the car, hand on my head like this right here. The police telling me to get back in the car. I'm like, no, he just hit me with the bottle. He just hit me with the bottle. I took my hand down. It was so much blood in my hands. He got out the car with his hands up and said, yes, I did it. Yes, I did it. They grabbed him immediately and put him on that ground. It took everything in me not to go to the other side of that car and kick him. But in my head, I'm like, if I do that, then I'm going to be in handcuffs too, even though he just did something to me. So they call, I called my mom, like, mom, you need to come down here. It was right over there by um, Vicky's, Village, Village Dairy, right there. That particular road right there, so many memories. It was right there. The ambulance came out there and everything. They, they stopped the bleeding a little bit, put a bandage on my head. They was like, what do you want to do? I was like, mom, I want to go to work. I was supposed to go to work at five o'clock that day, if I'm not mistaken. I was like, mom, I want to go to work because if I'm at home, I'm going to be sitting here dwelling on the situation that happened. And I was one of those person, one of those people where if I, got, if I got hurt or if I hurt somebody, I used to cut myself. So I was a cutter, like release the pain. The way I would release the pain was to cut myself 
or do something to kind of harm me so I would feel better on the inside, even though I knew what I was doing wasn't the best thing neither. So I told my mom I, I wanted to go to work. So she called Miss Della and she was like, hey, she want to come to work. But this then she explained the situation that happened. I was supposed to be a server that day. Miss Della had me in the back answering phones, folding boxes, whatever I could to stay from up front. Had to constantly change my bandage and everything, but I just needed to be at work. Me getting hit with a bottle. That's why in that song, getting hit with a bottle, still went to work with no problems. Like nobody's going to stop me from getting my money because that, that was my, my getaway. Like work was supposed to be my place of peace, but it got to the point where work wasn't my place of peace anymore because he brought the drama to my work. Like the guys that were there, I remember Tonio and Garrett taking out the trash. He pulls up, he came, comes up there and he didn't got to fighting with Tonio because he thought me and Tonio had something going on the whole time. Tonio was just trying to get me to get out of the situation. Like, yo, you better than that. Get out of that situation. Like he, he was there like nothing. I didn't even look at Tonio like that. <laughs> he was just a, goof, a goofball at work. Somebody to laugh with, to get, get the feelings away, like bring that positive vibe type thing. That's what he did. Like always laughing, everything like that. He came back in like, hey, yo, Monica, I just got to fight with your boy. I was like, stop playing. Like, you lying. You lying. I was like, oh my God, he about to make me lose my job. Like, I thought I was going to lose my job so many times because of this man, because he would bring the stuff to my job. Like, it was one time he was doing music. I know he did music. I'm not, I'm trying to not to say his name, but it's eating me up not to say his name. But I'm going to just see how long I can go without saying the name right now. But he was doing music and stuff like that. And I remember it was a time we was at the studio and he was recording. And Something had happened. He, he had said something to make me mad or whatever. So I got out of the car and I started walking, not knowing that my brother passed by me walking. So he didn't pull it up to where my car is at, like asking him, like, why is my sister walking? This, that, and the third. He's like, I don't know why she walking. She must be in her feelings. This, that, and the third. So as I get, when I get back to the car, he was like, you want to do, you want to get on this song? This, that, and the third, change my mood. So I get on the song, go in there and try to record and stuff like that. When I come out, my car is gone. I was like, yo, where's my car? So the dude that was um, doing the recording, he had to drop me off at work. I was supposed to be going to work again or whatever. And he was like, nah, she's not going to work. She's not going to work. She's not getting out of this car. So I'm like, Lord, Hammer's like, nah, I'm going to work. Like, you ain't about to make me miss out on the money. Like, I'm going to work. I'm going to work car, no car. Like, I call my mom or somebody to bring me some clothes, like to change and get, get ready to go to work and everything like that. Like, no, this is not about to happen. So when we pull up to Pizza Hut, I don't know. It, it had to have been God because my best friend Jazz was coming out as we was parking. And I was like, OK, I see Jazz. Let me go ahead and call her name. Let me call her name. So as I'm yelling out Jazz, she was like, what in the world? So she see that it's me. And as I get out of the car, he's saying some slick stuff to me, like trying to grab me to get back in the car and stuff like that. So I start swinging. Jazz comes over there running towards me, like to get me back and everything like that. So the man tells him, oh, you got to get out of the car with all of that. So he gets out of the car. I go on the inside of Pizza Hut and they looking at me like, yo, what in the world going on? What's going on? What's going on? I run straight to the back. I pick up a knife because I'm like, bro, like you keep on messing with me. Like you keep on doing this and you think I'm just going to keep on letting it slide, letting it slide, letting it slide. Like I can't keep going through this. I can't keep going through this. So as I go and grab the knife, Tonio and um, I forgot the other dude that was working at Pizza Hut, but they seen me and they was like, yo. So they came and literally like yoked me up like, nah, Tamonica, nah, Tamonica, you ain't about to do that. I'm like, y'all get off me, get off me. Like, no, I'm about to stab this nigga. Like, I'm tired of this shit, y'all. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand. Like, I am tired of it. I am tired of it. I can't do this shit no more. So I broke free from them, 
was able to get out the back door. As soon as I stepped foot on the concrete out the back door, they came and yoked me up again. But this time they had more people with them. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, they was like, Monica, think about what you about to do. I said, I have thought about it. Like, I don't care if I go to jail right now. Like, I really don't care. Like, I just want to do something to him so he can understand what I've been feeling, what I'm going through, what it's like to hurt, like what it's like to get hurt type thing. Like, that's what I want him to feel. So they was like, no, 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 just chill, just chill. Somehow or another, my parents got involved. Like my, my dad, my mom ended up showing up. They were like, what's going on? What's going on? I knew my dad had came and got the car because he had the other key to the car type thing. Like I knew it or whatever. So they was like, you, you need to leave this man alone. You need to leave that boy alone. He ain't no man. Leave that boy alone. He ain't no good for you. Who ain't no good for you? This, that, and the third. Like, I'm like, okay, I understand. I understand. Y'all might be right. Y'all might be right. But you know how you're going through some stuff or whatever. Everybody be like, you know, you know yourself when it's time for you to leave. It's not going to happen because people are constantly telling you, oh, leave that situation, leave that situation. He ain't no good. She ain't no good. This, that, and the third. It's not going to happen like that. That's why certain situations take longer for you to get out of than others, because you're not ready. You haven't learned every lesson that you need to learn in that particular situation. It may have took me too long to learn my daggone lesson, but that's what I get. And I tell people a lot of times that the re part of the reason why I stayed in that situation as long as I did, because... I believe that in faith, like having a faith the size of a mustard seed type thing. Like I had enough faith that this man, this boy was going to change. I kept having, like, okay, he going to change. He going to change. Eventually it's going to change. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. I had so much faith in that. It was just like, bro, like how much more faith can I have? How much more faith do I need type thing? Like other situations where it was like, um, he thought I had swallowed a memory card. Why? I don't know. Late night, drunk, everything like that. Like, why would I swallow a memory card? That's stupid. So he made me put my hand down my throat to throw up. I'm not throwing up nothing but liquid. At this time, I'm like, bro, like you can tell I don't have nothing in me. It's nothing in me. So we're tussling on his grandmother's porch and I fall and hit my forehead right here, gash my forehead up. And he had me in like a little chokehold type thing. And as we're on the ground, my feet was able to reach the door. So I'm banging on the door and his cousin came to the door and he he let his arms go. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. She can go. She can go. She can go. I'm like, bro, like got up and I left. After that time, you would think I was done. But he kind of knew what to say to get me to come back type thing. Like it was a constant roller coaster. You never knew what you was going to get. Like you never knew how your day was going to go. It could start off good. One little thing could trigger it, then boom. Another incident happened where his mama had some um some female friends or whatever. She was she was a stud and she complimented my outfit. Angela, I was, I was cute that day. I had on a nice little outfit, everything. She complimented my outfit, and I guess he didn't like that. And, uh, so when we leave, he made me take off the shoes that I had on. And I'm like, why? Like, why? Because she said she liked my shoes. That was the main thing she pointed out about my outfit was the shoes. So because that was what really stood out to her, he made me take the shoes off. He was drunk and high, probably made me take the shoes off. So in my head, I'm like, OK, something about to happen, something about to happen. Once we turn on a certain road in Centerville, I was like, this is my side. This is my turn right here. So I opened up the door. I hopped out the car like mm -mm. took off running into the woods. I could see him driving. Yes, he would. It, even though it was my car, you guys, he he did take my car, like my car. He would take the keys for every time I pulled up to wherever he was. He, I would have to get the keys to him. So I wasn't able to leave until he was ready for me to leave type thing. So he was driving. I could see him going up and down the road, up and down the road. So when it was time for me to like cross over to get on the other side, I would try to like double check, make sure I don't see nothing coming. 
pyong, running in the woods. I was literally running in the woods for like two, three hours straight, like just trying to get away, hiding in the woods because I could see him driving up and down the street on my car type thing. I'm like, bro, like what in the world? I see some Hispanics, but they didn't they didn't speak Spanish, uh, English or whatever. So I'm like, hey, I'm screwed. They was in the back trying to build a new house and stuff like that. I seen them. They was looking at me like, what is going on? Like she out here with no shoes on, but I couldn't understand them. They couldn't understand me. So I'm like, damn, that's a lost cause right there. So I'm still running in the woods. It's dark time, everything like that. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm good. Maybe I'm good. His cousin stayed right up the road from where I was at. So I was like, okay, I'm going to test it. I'm going to test it. So I walked to her house and she was able to let me get a phone or whatever, call somebody. It turns out my mom and them had called the police because I had been gone for too, too long. Like, it's not like her type thing. She's gone too long. So I was able to get back in my car. And as I'm headed back towards my mom's house, I see him on this side street. All I see is hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. Yes, I tried to hit him with my car. He moved out the way too daggone quick. And he had the most evilest smile. That might even not even be a word, but he had the most evilest smile on his face. Like, it was just so evil. I was like, bro, like, he knew what he was doing type thing. Like, you really know what you be doing. Like, I done got hit with a daggone cell phone before because he thought I was texting somebody. And once I proved him wrong... I got hit with the phone because you was wrong. Like, come on. I done got beat before because I went to the wrong aunt house to um meet meet up with him on New Year's. Like, you told me one aunt house, but then when I get to this aunt house, now nah, you at the other aunt house. Like, that's my fault because you gave me wrong information. Like, no, that's not how this supposed to go. And a lot of people like, I don't know, I would go to work sometimes and I was a swoop girl back then, like high school wise, after high school, I wore a swoop on a certain side, this left side right here. And any time that I would come to work and my suit would be on the opposite side, my boss would be like, he done hit you again, ain't he? Little stuff like that a lot of people paid attention to. And I'd be like, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. I just wanted to switch up my hairstyle, this, that, and third. But anytime I switched up my natural norm, like if I'm always wearing on the left side, I wear it on the right, something ain't right. They already knew that something went right. Like I had a lot of people telling me, oh, girl, you ain't be satisfied till you dead and gone, huh? It got to the point where I was like, well, if I die, I die. Like I, if I die, it's my time. Like I got tired of hearing that. Like, dang, like, that ain't what I'm trying to hear neither. Like, you ain't gonna be satisfied till you in a grave. Like, who's trying to hear that right now going through a situation like that? Like, I'm not trying to hear that. But a lot of people didn't, they, they, they didn't understand. I didn't understand in the end, to be honest with you. Like, it took a toll on me. Like, my daddy used to tell me sometimes, he was like, this ain't my daughter. This ain't my daughter. He done took your soul. He done took your soul or something. I was 155 pounds going through that, that, that domestic violence relationship. I dropped down to 119 pounds. I was looking like a little skeleton, my bone right here. I, that's all you could see was like skeletal bones type thing. Like that's how skinny I had got. And like, I used to isolate myself. Like I, I knew I, something wasn't right with me. I knew it, but it was just like, bro, like what is going on? Like how long are you going to go through this situation? Like that very last incident, like, I sat there. I did my hair the night before. I'm supposed to be at his his grandma house at a certain time or whatever. I get there. I should have known something was wrong because of how he was acting. Like, oh, you ain't gonna come in the house type thing. Like, what's going on here? You told me your grandma was gonna be here anyway, but your grandma is not here now. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I should go in. I was timid even going in the house. That should have been my sign the very first time. Like, dang, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Soon as I go in the house and shut the door, he was like, you know, I'm finna hit you, right? I was like, for what? As soon as I said, Whoa, he just starts swinging, swinging, swinging all on my head, my arms, everything. I'm just like this, just trying to duck everything that he's doing. He goes in another room and get one of those school locks and put it on his hand. He acts like he's about to hit me with that, like 
takes me to the living room. I had to sit on a chair and he was in my lap. So my both of my hands had to be up under my legs. So I couldn't move. So I'm just sitting there in the chair like this. And he's like, you know, this right here is going to hurt, hurt you more than it hurt me. It's going to hurt you more than how I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what did I do? Like, what's going on? He was like, nah, I, I, you're going to feel this pain real quick. You're going to feel this pain. I was like, but for what though? What did I do? Like, he could not tell me what it is that I had done to make him want to be how he was that particular day. And next thing you know, he grabs a knife and pulls the knife up. And he was like, you know, this is going to hurt, right? I was like, but why are you doing it? Just know the next time you hurt me, I'm going to kill you. And he made me look in his eyes when he said that, like, the next time you hurt me, I am going to kill you. I was yelling so loud that the people from across the street heard me yelling so loud. They called the police. And just as soon as he got ready to bring that knife down to my leg, the police is knocking on the door. Knocking on the door. And there was three of them. So he, the first thing he says, when they ask you what's wrong, you, you don't say nothing. So when I'm running out the house, they was like, ma'am, come here, ma'am, come here. I'm like, nah, I get in my car. One of the officers like, ma'am, you can't leave right now. He's standing literally at the door looking at me like, if you say something, that's your ass type thing. Like, and I'm just like, he was like, what's wrong? What's wrong, man? What's wrong? I was like, mm -mm, mm -mm, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. I'm moving my mouth enough to where you can't tell that I'm moving my mouth, but I am moving my mouth. And they was like, well, man, we can tell that your shirt is out of place and we can see marks on your body. So because we have probable cause, we have no choice but to put him in handcuffs and everything like that. So when they put him in the handcuffs, he walks to the car and comes out of his mouth and say, you know, I love you, right? And I'm just like, this isn't love. This isn't love. Like, this can't be love for you to be constantly doing this and then you knowing what you're doing type thing. Like, and you think it's okay. Like, that after that incident, they locked him up. He got out or whatever. And I did go back that, like, that, that night. I went back that night because I needed to know for sure that I was going to be done. Like, okay, I'm going to meet up with you, but this right here better not happen type thing. And I didn't even stay long. I did not stay long at all. And once I, after I left that day, I was like, yeah, this is it right here. Like, this is it. That um that incident happened. I went right to Pizza Hut. See my best friend in there, Jazz, like, Jazz. She was like, he did it again, then. She was like, to Monica, like, come on, man. You know I love you, this, that, and third. But she was, you need, you need, you need to get out. You need to get out. Like, this got to stop. This got to stop. Like, that, that last incident, he had busted a blood vessel in my eye, knotted up the back of my head back here, sprung my wrists and everything like that. I had bruises, scratches, everything like neck wise, arms, everything like that. If that's how it was. And it got to a point where it was like, girl, you, you deserve better. Like, I hate that I went through the situation, but going through that situation, it really taught me a lot. I know what my strengths are now. Like, and certain situations, I know I'm jumping, but it's just as 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 I'm talking, other situations is coming to me type thing. Like I have tried to commit suicide before because I got to a place where I felt like I was scared to leave, but I was more so scared to stay at the same time. So in my head, I felt as though like if I wasn't here anymore, then everything would be better. Like my parents wouldn't have to worry about me anymore. I wouldn't have to worry about going through the hitting and other shit anymore. Like I just wanted, I just, I didn't want to be here anymore. So it was one day I was at my mama's house upstairs and I just grabbed scissors, whatever I could that was sharp. It was times where I would use a plastic knife sometimes and I would cut myself. And as long as it got the job done, I, I was satisfied with that. But I had used some scissors and I just, I just started cutting my wrist, start cutting my wrist. And after like a couple of tries, I was like, Look down at my wrist like, girl, what did you do? Like, nah, 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 go get help, go get help. So I went to the hospital, whatever. I was like, I don't want to be here no more. They was like, what's wrong? I was like, 
this is what's wrong. And I showed them my wrist. They was like, oh my God. So they admitted me to the hospital. I stayed in the hospital probably like two or three days or whatever. And I told them that I didn't want to be here anymore. Like I had certain family come to me. I had some of my coworkers come to the hospital and stuff like that, just to talk to me and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I just don't want to be here. Like, I, I'm, I'm better off dead. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. So they did a little evaluation and they sent me to King Mountain um, Mental Hospital or whatever. I was there for a week and it was just for me to get evaluated to see what all was really going on. And while I was there, I found out that I was diagnosed with um, major depression disorder and generalized anxiety. When it came to the depression, I had every symptom there was of depression, like every symptom, like, and I kind of felt like I had it anyway, but I knew how to make people feel like I was okay, even though on the inside I was dying. Like I was literally dying on the inside, but somehow I still managed to make it. Like my daddy used to tell me a lot of times when I was young, he was like, you don't believe me, but it's going to be your eyes and your smile that really bring people, like draw people to you type thing. And I was like, yeah, you might be right. And I got older, I was like, yeah, he was right because just looking in my eyes, going through that situation, sometimes like people could automatically know that something was something wasn't right just by looking in my eyes. Like I could smile and they could tell that that was a fake smile that I just put on type thing. Like it was a small thing that people really took notice of. And like it was just a whole bunch like having to like ready to jump out of a car. Like he about to hit me tight. Oh no, I'm about to jump out of this car. I didn't care if I was going to get bruised, hurt, broke bones, anything at that time, because I just wanted to get away. Like it was plenty of times where I got out of my own damn car and just running up the road, trying to get away type thing. Like it's been plenty of times like that. Like, and it was a lot. And I, I really, I've came to the conclusion, like after all of this stuff, years later, I used to want, for him to apologize to me. I used to like, I don't forgave everything like that, but it's certain shit that still hold on to me. But in the end, and it's crazy because I just thought about it the other day when I was driving to my mom's house and I was just in my thoughts and shit just started coming to me. And I was like, after all of this time, I wanted forgiveness from him. But the whole time it was me who I needed to be forgiven because I allowed myself to go through that situation for as long as I did. I didn't, I didn't need no apology from him or anybody else type thing, but I needed to apologize for my, to myself for allowing myself to go through the shit that I went through knowing that I was better than that. Plenty of times me telling myself, Oh, you ain't gonna go through that shit. I ain't gonna never go through that type of shit right there. Like seeing it on TV and stuff like that. Like, I was that one that went through stuff like that. And certain people would have never known because I covered it up so well. Like, and a lot of people that knew it, they was there. I'm very grateful for the people that actually stood by me and wasn't talking down or none of that negative shit. I really do appreciate the ones that were sitting there actually uplifting me. Like, those are the ones that really mean some shit to me because they wasn't constantly down my neck telling me, oh, you stupid, this, that, you dumb, da 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 Nah, I don't need that right now. I might be dumb right now, but look at me now. Like, I have grown so much. I know what to look for. I, like, in that particular time, and I, this, this is really what got me in the whole situation. Like, the three years, I literally was having a dream that this nigga was hitting me. And when I woke up from that dream, he was actually hitting me. From then on, I was like, bro, like, I don't even want to dream no more. Like, it got to the point where I didn't want to dream no more because I didn't know that stuff like that could really happen. 
And it got to the point where I would start having more and more dreams like that type thing, not putting two and two together. Like, hey, this I need to take heed to my dreams. I need to take heed to my dreams. But over the years now, I pay attention to certain dreams because I still to this day have certain dreams that I have and they'll come to pass. Like I can have a dream about some shit that happened this, that and the third, like cops pulling up to somebody, somebody house type thing. And they was like, ma'am, I need you to step over here. Don't go back in this house right now. And I'm looking like, why, for what type thing? And I'm walking back to the house. Two weeks later, the same thing that happened in my dream actually happened in reality. Like, that's why I'm like, the situation that happened in a relationship, I, I hate that it happened to me, but it's a lot of things I gained from that as well. Like, I used to not want to dream, but now I look forward to some certain dreams because it's letting me know, like, what could happen type thing because it didn't happen before. Like, I, it's just a whole lot, like, a whole bunch and some some memory like memories are not going to fade away like you're going to always have those memories those bad ones those good ones but it's up to you how you let those memories dictate how you're going on in life right now the bad memories you can't let them bring you down in your present life because it happened in the past type thing like okay it happened this is how i'm going to move on from this certain situation right here this is what i'm going to look for if this right here was to happen again type thing if i feel like it's happening again up oh, i done seen this before i done heard it before gotta go type thing like that's what you're supposed to be doing every situation you're supposed to learn from it every loss is not a loss <laughs> most losses are lessons but you take it as a loss and a lost cause no learn from it every every situation that you go through you got to learn from it like and if you don't learn something from that situation i say it all the time if you don't learn something from that certain situation you're going to keep on going through that certain situation until you learn the lesson that need to be learned at that particular time like and it took me years like it took me years and Look at me now, like. <laughs> Look at you now. Look at you now. Yes, like, yeah, Winning. I have grown. Yes. Winning. Like, yes. I, once I left that situation, like, I really started receiving everything that I needed, not what I wanted, because a lot of the stuff that we want is not what we really need. A lot of the stuff that we want is the stuff that brings us down, that negativity and everything like that. We don't need that. We we need better. Like, no, don't, don't, don't settle. Always, always, always go for what it is that you want to go for. Don't let nobody tell you, oh, you can't do this because of that. Oh, it ain't going to work out for you because you ain't got this and you ain't got that type thing. Like, don't let nobody stop you. Take your power back and do what you need to do because at the end of the day, it's about you. Like, everybody else can say whatever, whatever they got to say, but at the end of the day, it's about you and what you need, desire, and everything like that. Like, manifest it it will come to pass pray on it it will come to pass believe in it have that faith it will come to pass like in every situation like if you're gonna hit rocks you're gonna hit them bumps you might even flip over but you're gonna make it through if it's meant for you and that's that's exactly how it has to be like you can't let nobody tell you oh no you can't do this no i can do it like if i really put my mind to it i'm gonna do whatever it is that i want to do like you can't tell me i can't do that watch me Oh, a man. That's only a man. A man can do it. Watch me. Like, watch me. No, I love when people try to tell me something that I can't do because now I'm going to use that as a challenge for me to yes. get, get it done. Like, you think yes. I can't? Okay, watch this. Yeah, like, exactly. don't let exactly. nobody stop you. Because exactly. you, you know that, you know, people like to project their fears and insecurities on other people. They like to really want you to stay yep. in a box, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yo, it's kind of like a control mechanism. Well, listen, if I tear her down, 
You know what I'm saying? I already feel miserable about myself. Let me project how I feel on her. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I really feel about myself. Like, listen, you are a whole powerful entity. It don't matter. It don't matter what nobody yeah. say about you. You wasn't dumb. You wasn't stupid. None of that. You know what I'm saying? That's where you was at in your life at that moment. You understand what I'm saying? And you're yep. able to speak on it now. And you're going to change a lot of people's lives because some people are in domestic violence relationships right now. Some people are in it And right don't know now how to get out of it. And don't know how to get out of it. They feel like they don't know what to yep. do. And guess what? Yep. You and just that, came that, up with that. That's exactly how it be. Like you don't end it once you're in that particular situation, you don't know. Like you don't know because you never know what you're gonna get. And most of the times, the men folks that are doing the abuse and stuff like they know what to say, they know what to do to get us to come back around and everything like that. But we have to be a little bit more smarter if we didn't already seen this before. Why go back forward? We might get that chance that after that third chance, if that third chance don't work, then baby, that's 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 your sign right there. Sometimes after that second one, that's your sign. But it took me more. But now I know, like, nah, this 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 can't this can't be it. This can't be it. Never let them belittle you. Like they will try to bring you down so much. Like my daddy used to tell me, crabs in the bucket. They see you going up, now they're trying to bring you down, type thing. Like, nah. And a lot of the time, a lot of times. My daddy used to tell me this too. You have to, God allows us to go through situations so we can get through situations in order for us to help other people get through their situation. So that's why I wanted to use this time to tell my story, my situation, so I can kind of help somebody else get through their situation. Like it took me years to get through mine. I'm hoping that it don't take others that amount of time because we should know the signs ahead of time. Don't fall for the words. Don't fall for none of the bullshit because we done been there, done that, especially if you done been in a situation like that before. Don't fall for it. Know your worth. Know that you are better and know that you are the most powerful thing there is. Like you yourself. Don't let nobody else tell you that. Like you are powerful alone. Like you can control your own destiny. Like everything that it is that you want, you control that. Don't let nobody take your power from you. And if they do, snatch that shit right on back. That's mine. You can't have it. No, it's mine. That's how it has to be. Like a lot of men for, oh man, she ain't going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. Little do you know, she's getting a game plan in her mind. Like, okay, this is going to be the time where I need to leave. Like, this is going to be my perfect opportunity right here. Like, no, we have to stand, stand up for what is right. Take your power back, ladies. And men folks probably be going through abuse too. Men folks, y'all can take y'all power back too, not just the females. Everybody can take their power back in whatever situation that it is that they're going through. Take it back. It's yours. It is yours. Tell them how Dora to explore. Swipe or no swiping. Tell them that. Swipe or no swiping. Give me that back. Like, no. Yes. That's the energy, (laughs) right? So today, I need you to say, I do release that. I need for you to, I need for you to say that. I do release all of this. It's my power. I release all of that. This is part of my healing journey. This is for me. I release all of that negative. I release all of that. I forgave. I forgive everybody that doesn't hurt me in any type of harm because right now I am living for me. This is my power. You cannot have it. I own the own and off switch of my power. I can turn it off and I can turn it on. But this light switch right here is going to stay on because it's mine. It belongs to me. And I release all, all of that negative from my life. It is gone. Like this is for me. This is my healing. Everybody needs to be on their own healing journey. Don't let nobody tear you from it. Like heal for you. It is for you. Like 
Don't let nobody deter you from that. And once you start healing, look at this smile. This is how you're going to be. You cannot say that this is fake, whatever the case may be. This is me. This is my smile. This is mine. And I have taken my power back. This is about me. This is mine. Yes. It is mine. That's what yes. it is. That's what it is. Yes. That's what it is. And that's powerful. Taking your power yes. back. You did that. You yes, did that. I did. Money, baby. And I did it without crying. Yes. <laughs> You did that. I'm so proud of you. Yes, I am so happy for you. Yes. I am so happy for you. Like, like everything that you shared today, your music, your music said a lot. Like, I could feel it. I could feel it. I could feel the energy. I could feel the release. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. Like, thank you. Hey, it's and just the beginning for you. Yeah, that music. I'm real versatile when it comes to the music, too, because I can have I got songs where it's just whole made up belief stories. Then I got songs that's actually about stuff that I've been through. Then it's stuff that other people didn't been through and I didn't put it in the song. But those two that I play for y'all, that's me. That That is my story. That was for my release. That was for me to get my story out of there. Like everybody should could have just sat there and just damn i can see this clear as day like everything that i said in that song like and it, it's it's really therapy like music is therapy like and for those that are going through domestic violence right now any type of depression anxiety type stuff like suicidal any type of stuff like that find you a gateway and not in a negative way Find some positive things to change your mentality so you will be able to get away from those thoughts that bring you down. You have to find the way. Mine was music. Sometimes it got to the point where I was drinking. But when it comes to the drinking, you can overdo it sometimes. The next thing you know, you turn into an alcoholic. So find those positive getaways. It might be writing. It might be poetry. It might be drawing because I can draw a little bit too. I used to draw and stuff like that. Find something that is your comfort zone that brings out some happiness and some peace to you versus the negative type thing. Like don't turn to drinking. Don't turn to the drugs. Turn to other positive getaways. Like it's other options out there. Like go outside, go to the beach or something like that. Walk around, just clear your mind because all those thoughts bundled up in your head is really bringing you down as well. Like just constantly sitting there thinking about the situation because that's the type of person I am. Like I hold in a lot of stuff and to the point where I explode when I finally do let it out. That's why sometimes now people are like, dang, Monica, I used to be the one that was like a turtle stuck in the shell. Like you couldn't get two words out of me. But now when I'm feeling some type of way about something, I speak on it. Anytime that you're feeling on some, about feeling a certain type of way about a certain situation, speak on it right then and there. Do not hold it in because it's only going to bring you down in the long run. Like you feeling some type of way about something, speak on it. Don't hold it in. Like they used to say, closed mouths don't get fed. But in certain situations, the closed mouth is needed. Like that's that's my theory on that. But just speak like you feeling some type of way. You're not you don't want to say it to the person. Get that notebook. Write it down. Get that notebook and write it down. Get your phone, write it in your phone some way for you to release it instead of you holding it in because the longer you hold it in, the worse it's going to be for you. And then that's what leads to the suicidal thoughts and everything like that. Release it while you can so you don't get to that stage because you're powerful enough. Like, take your power back. You got it. You fact, got it. Facts, facts. So, money, baby. What advice today for people that are in domestic violence relationships what advice would you give them today in the present time 
with everything that you've been through in order for them to not wait but but leave like what advice would you give them for them to leave that situation Woo! in reality the head your head and your mind gotta be in sync because with my situation like my head would be telling me to leave but my heart was telling me to stay then it got to a point where my heart was telling me to leave but my head was telling me to stay until your mind and your heart is both in sync like I'm going to leave. That's when you're really going to leave. If you're constantly at that battle where like one is saying leave, the other is saying stay, you're going to keep on going back. Even if you do leave, you're going to come back weeks later, months later, because you wasn't really in sync with your mind and your heart. Once that is in sync, you will be able to leave. Like it's going to be rough in the beginning because you're going to be like, dang, I missed this and I missed that. But at the same time, you got to know also too what you went through in that situation. You know, you don't want to keep going through that bad shit. You know, you don't want to keep having to go through putting on makeup and all the other stuff just to cover up your bruises, your, your black eyes and stuff like that. Like know the signs. If you didn't already been through it and it's going on still, go ahead and get your list together. What you need to do in order for you to leave, write you a list out. Okay. First I need to do this. Once I finish this step right here, I can move on to this step. Then that last step should be you actually getting your shit and you walking out that door or you actually just, not even coming back no more. If y'all don't stay together, don't come back down there. Like once you know for a fact that your head and your your heart is like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. That's when you're really going to know that you're going to be done with that situation. Because as long as it's that teeter totter, as long as it's doing that right there, you're going to constantly keep on going back because you're unsure on if you want to go or if you want to stay. But until you get like this, that magnetic effect, like, boom, that's there. It's locked in. You're going to be gone. And it's going to be deuces. I don't, I don't want to kick it with you. I don't want to skate with you. None of that. Like, no, I got to go. But it's just, it's really up to you if you really want to leave the situation or not. But if you see this, the same type of repetitive cycles, then you already know that this is what it's going to be like. And if you choose to deal with it, just know, like, it might not work out the way you want to in the end. But if you choose to leave, you got a whole lot more coming for you. You got a whole lot in store because that one person is already hindering you from what God, whoever you believe in, has in store for you. Like the more you let allow a negative situation to bring you down, the more you're missing out on the actual blessings that's ready and prepared for you already. Once you release it, that's when you're going to start getting those blessings. You're going to start getting everything that was meant for you. That person wasn't meant for you because you had to go through that bullshit that you was going through. You're going to find that one. If you got like attachment issues and all the other stuff, find something else to get attached to. Find an animal, a pet or something like that. Find a laptop to get attached to. Something else to have your attention because that one person is only bringing you down and you're missing out on so much more in life. And not only in life, but in yourself, you're missing out on so much more because you changing yourself by putting up with that certain situation, but you have to find you again. And that's when you're going to know when you're truly ready to leave that particular situation. It's finding you. Ooh, it's finding you. Yeah. Release, releasing your power. No, taking back your power, releasing every negative thing that ever came your way is powerful in itself. I really yeah. appreciate you coming to the platform and, sharing your story your powerful story and I, I just can't wait to see 
what's next um you welcome to come to this platform anytime to spread love to spread light uh just just continue to be who you are um yeah yeah this was powerful like this was powerful you've touched a lot of people lives and like i said it's all love and light here um this is what why not us podcast is for for people just to share their stories and and this is a safe space so yeah i appreciate you man it's love here I appreciate you too. for sure like, i really do because like i told you this is my first time doing something like this like when it comes to talking in front of people like even though i'm not in front of people but i am in front of people like i get tongue tired i might jump from one thing to another but y'all get my drift y'all get what i'm saying but yeah. it's just like we we have to we have to speak up we have to speak out and don't ever let nobody tell you you can't and i had i had came up with this too and certain people will get it and certain people won't and i'm not talking about no rapping or anything like that it says i i create my own wave because my current flows different and everybody knows like the water it has the current it flows different you may flow different from somebody else create your own wave know what it is that you want to do because everybody else is different everybody is not going to move like you everybody is not you you are you Create your own way, baby. Flow differently. You got hey, it. You got to put that on the shirt. I, I, look, I thought about it too. <laughs> you, hey, you I got a. Hey, you got to put that on the shirt, and and I want one. Um, I wear size four X, so you know what I mean. Yeah, look, yeah. Let me, let me get the right that. I got to. Like, yes, ma'am. I, I really, cause that was dope. What you just said. Creating look, your and own the crazy way. Part about it, I got it written right here on my board. I got it. another thing, ladies and gentlemen. If y'all like have a hard time releasing, get you a vision board. So write your goals and everything on there, whatever it is that you want and everything like that, like need and everything. Like write it down because you can see it every day when you write it down. Quotes, you can write them down on the board, read it every day, and it's gonna always be with you. So therefore, like that's another way for you to release too. Like get you a vision board, write everything it is down that you you desire your stuff like that. And like it will really help out in the long run. Like I see it every day, so I have no choice but to believe it as I see it. That's what it means. Like, come on, y'all, get to it, get to it. <laughs> hey, y'all already, hey, y'all already know the vibes. This is the powerful, this is a powerful testimony. You just told your story just shares your story is powerful like i said you're going to touch so many people um if people want to get in contact with you you know they might not even want to you know let anybody know that they're dealing with anything like yes, will yes. it be okay for them to inbox you yes i i am very non-judgmental because i know what it's like to have people constantly judge you on a certain situation i'm very non-judgmental and i am the type of person you might not like what i'm gonna say but i'm gonna tell you exactly what i feel because you're coming to me for an opinion so i'm gonna tell you how i feel and no i'm not judging you in any type of way just know you can talk to me about anything and if if i if it's something i don't know i will research i will find out for you like i would do the research for you type thing like if you really want that help, just let me know and I will really be there. Like, if you want to pull up type thing, I can pull up on you. Go get on, on a picnic or something like Go get some lunch or something like that just for you to get away. Anything to take your mind off of whatever it is that you're going through. Like, yeah, hit me up. Hit me up. Like, we all need it sometimes. Like, you never know what the next person is going through. Like, it's okay to ask somebody, how are you doing today? Because you yeah. never know they could have had the worst day in their damn life. Fact. It is okay. It is okay. I totally agree with that. Y'all, yeah. 
Y'all already know what it is. It's Why Not Us podcast. And I'm just sending um, love to everybody out there that might just be going through something right now that might be in a domestic violence relationship. Take your power back. You're Take not back. stupid. You're not dumb. This is the, this is what you're in right now. You could get out of it. You can get out of it. You matter. You matter. Don't let them tell you no different. Facts. Everything that you need is already inside of you. Everything that you need is already inside of you. So it's much love to y'all. It's Why Not Us podcast. And I hope everybody continue having a great Sunday. We out. Peace and blessings.